0: So, we're seeing The Last Duel tonight. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we couldn't see it the past weekend because we saw Halloween Kills. Which, the review is now up, if you want to watch made it.
1: made the mistake on that one, didn't we, Chief? Yes, we did. I was yeah.
0: very disappointed by that movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Watch the review,
0: linked here. I'm not going to put it there. Coward. I mean, I might. He did call me a coward, so I might <laughs> have to. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Arikio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, it's because you're in here are uncensored. Unfiltered. Thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back. Relax. And thank you for being part of the conversation. Got that was good. Yeah. 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 That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I liked that. I
1: liked that. That was good. How you doing, bud? Gonna make it much longer. How, reasonably. How long could I do it for? Before we lose viewers.
0: I don't know. I feel like we could get the longest Yeah Boy ever. Yeah Boy! (laughs) Remember that video? Yeah, it's so Uh, good.
1: But I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It was a Bones Day, so I'm feeling pretty good. Yes, it was a Bones Day. It was a Bones Day.
0: Yeah, also, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. It's going to be a big show. Before we get to the box office, though, I'm going to follow up on a major story we've been following about the IATSE. The crew members on everything that you care about it's always sunny and <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Huh. they were very close to going on a strike mm-hmm. and everything in production and film and television around the world would have just shut the fuck down well at the 11th hour they made a deal with the amptp which are like producers of the studios okay and they are going to avoid a strike and i pulled the headline from an exclusive from the Variety, but I also have something I saved on Twitter, which it seems like an email that was sent out to members of that union. And this is a little bit of what they were able to get from that. Living wage, although it doesn't say what the wage is. Improved wages and working conditions for streaming, because how it used to work is if you worked on a streaming show, you were paid less because that deal was made back in 09 when streaming wasn't a big deal. That was one of the things they were fighting for. Um standard job benefits the big the two big ones are increased meal period penalties including a prevailing rate and daily rest periods of 10 hours without exclusion weekend rest periods of 54 and 32 hours that is incredible basically wow. you get 10 hours in between shifts now mm. which never happened on film sets and you get weekend breaks which yeah. another huge thing that you could so you not get you just can't film on the
1: weekends anymore either it
0: that or if you do they must pay. I guess one of the I'm guessing one of the benefits is like more extended or better overtime or something. And then there's little stuff like they get MLK day off, um inclusion initiatives, things like that. But yeah, they were able to avoid a strike, which is fantastic news. And uh, they're going to get a lot of what they wanted. They also had the um while they didn't get everything they wanted, they also were able to comment on, or not comment on, but they were able to reach an agreement with the producers that they're going to meet again in three years Mm -hmm. about the other stuff they didn't get and to see if that's somehow feasible. So this is fantastic news, that they did not go on strike. Yeah, It would have been exceptionally horrible if they did. What are your thoughts on this news, and are you surprised by the things they were able to land?
1: Uh, I'm not surprised because, I mean, what were they going to do? Not put anything out yeah you know hire dipshits like us to go make yeah it was kind of one of those things to me where it's like yeah they made but the terms that they settled on are incredible I mean the 10 hours alone just
0: the the 10 hours between shifts is we're gonna see
1: movies take a little bit longer to film I take it but you know fine yeah um do you think that do you think some of it's like circumstantial like, Probably. if a film is like, hey, we need to do a night shoot, but we'll film the next, like, they'll, yeah. like we're going to take a day off after that so we can get back on. Yeah, I'm the sure that there's going to be
0: some workarounds yeah. with it. Like, it's yeah. not
1: going to be a set like, oh, you work nine to five and then you're done.
0: Yeah, no, no, it won't be like that. But I assume basically basically, what's going to stop is, hey, we have a night shoot, but tomorrow we have a 4 a.m. shoot. So just stay. S-. Yeah, Yeah. Like, that shit's going to end.
1: Mm-hmm. And good. Yeah, no. They need their fucking rest, man. I mean, I think we're going to see improved quality. I think so, too. As well, because, I mean, even if the movies are, even if, like, the low-budget stuff, like, I feel like it's just going to look better because now you're going to have more time. Yeah, you're going to have well-rested people. You're You're going to have have well-rested people who you're not going to have a boom mic guy Mm -hmm. that's, like, shaking half asleep while they're recording. And and
0: while most um, productions on streaming have looked a lot better Mm -hmm. than they have in the past, with the increased wage, you're now going to get that better extra work out of people yeah. who were shitty about working on streaming and not getting paid as much. Yeah, exactly. So, so. There's only going to be benefits to this, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, Mew, it's going to be a little bit more expensive to schedule more days. It's not going to be a huge deal in the end.
1: I know we'll get to, to Marvel pushing mm-hmm. their release dates, but yes. do you think part of that is to fit into this kind that of... That
0: wouldn't shock me because they do... The article does cite production. Mm-hmm. What like, um? Do S-T-Y. they have an
1: implementation uh, ooh, words implementation date for all this? Like, is it instant or how does that? Because, like for example, like when that, they do when they do wage increases on mm-hmm. a national level, it's always like phased. Yeah,
0: that was a bit unclear in the article. I assume they've picked a date in the not too distant future. Gotcha. To do that, yeah. It might even be I don't know this for sure, but it might even be whatever's currently projects are currently yeah. we'll finish out and then after that get to it yeah okay. so we'll see now we're going to get into the box office which i fucking love and i did some some fun research earlier today about some stuff i can share regarding the box office Ooh. opening number one last weekend was halloween kills and it's opening weekend pulling in 49.4 million dollars and it was day and date on peacock that is pretty good it's pretty good especially especially, especially when i tell you what the budget of that movie was what was the budget? We'll get to it in a second, but understand it was a Blum movie.
1: I... You know what that shows you? It... In the instance of Halloween Kills, that does not show you that people love horror movies. That does not show you that people are going back to the theaters. That shows you people really fucking hate Peacock.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what that shows you. I think that's exactly <laughs> what Because I feel shows like you. that number should or, not be Or just I. people just don't know what Peacock is. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Or they're just like no, like I'm seeing Halloween on the big screen, you know. Yeah, that it could also be that a lot of people did that with Godzilla versus Kong as well. I mean, yeah. Coming in second place was No Time to Die in its second, we- in its second weekend, pulling in another twenty three point seven million dollars, dropping fifty seven percent. So that's a pretty average, pretty, yeah. pretty average, normal drop for them. Coming in number three was Venom: Let There Be Carnage, mm-hmm. dropping forty eight percent from its second to third weekend, pulling in another sixteen point five million. Coming in at number four was The Addams Family 2, making $7 million in its third weekend, only dropping 30% from last weekend. That's good. Addams Family 2's <laughs> got fucking legs, dude.
1: It's stretching. Well, and, it's the only kids movie out.
0: Yeah. And coming in at number five, this is the one that's sad, was The Last Duel, making $4.7 million. We'll $4.7 get-
1: 20 from us tonight. Yeah. Just yeah. kidding, we have A list. Yeah, yeah.
0: Plus whatever A list gives them. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to get into a little bit I wanted to break down these numbers a little bit more mm-hmm. because of who I am as a human being. And now we're going to start with Halloween kills. Okay. This is in the pandemic, mind you. And you know how I've always said anyone who's watched the channel for any number of years in order for a movie to be successful, you have to make about 2.5 times your budget. Mhm. That covers production costs and marketing costs. Yeah. And then after two point five, anything after that's profit. Halloween kills. Opened to forty nine point four million dollars. So far worldwide it has made fifty four point nine million dollars. Okay. Would you like to know its budget, Nicholas? So it's made fifty five. Worldwide, yes. worldwide, fifty
1: five. Mm-hmm. What is the budget?
0: Twenty million. This movie has made two point eight times its budget so far on an opening weekend so anything it makes from here on out it's
1: profit (laughs) it's just right into the pockets yeah yeah
0: plus whatever minimal stuff they'll get from peacock
1: yeah it's
0: pretty good jason blum i'm telling you he's the second best producer working today behind kevin feige jason blum is the man he can make a good movie well sometimes he can make a movie cheap yeah whether it's good or bad I know that you're one of the only people in the world that doesn't like The Invisible Man. I was not a fan, yeah. But that movie only ma- was only made for $7 million. Yeah. And as comparison to The Halloween Kills, I wanted to pull up Halloween 2018's numbers. Okay. Halloween 2018 domestically made $159.3 million. Okay. Worldwide, it made $255.4 million. Its budget was $10 million. It made 25.5 times its budget. That's how you... Finance Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends.
1: Halloween Kills had double the budget, Uh of the first Halloween. Yep, that makes me angrier.
0: Well, probably went into salaries. Like I'm sure Jamie Lee was like, "Oh, I
1: know, I know," but still, just the concept that they poured more money in, and that's what we got. Well, no,
0: but that that every sequel, very rarely will a sequel. There's actually one on here though. Very rarely will a sequel cost less than yeah, the previous one.
1: You know, it make it makes sense. I think what's upsetting is like you would mm-hmm. you would always assume more money equals yeah better, better movie quality yeah, yeah.
0: Not, but, always. Nah, not always no not always. Um, I also want to pull up the numbers between Venom One and Venom Two. Okay, uh, let's do Venom One first. Mm-hmm. Pre pandemic world, Venom One made two hundred and thirteen point five million dollars domestically. Worldwide, it made eight hundred and fifty three point five. That movie
1: carried overseas, huh?
0: Would you like to know its budget? Yes. $116 million. You could say it made its money back, <laughs> probably, plus some more. Yeah. yeah. Venom 2, mm-hmm. which, by the way, had a bigger opening U.S. weekend than the previous Venom did.
1: Mm-hmm. During a pandemic? hmm I feel like people were very skeptical of the first Venom. Then people mm-hmm. went and they went, you know, it's not bad. I know you weren't a fan of it. Yeah, but I feel but- like people were like... Honestly, and like it's not bad. People were just like it's, Venom 2, alright. It's not the shit show we thought it was. Yeah.
0: Domestically, Venom 2 so far has made $168 million. Okay. Worldwide it's made about $283. dollars hmm On a budget of one ten. So it was actually six million less than the previous movie's budget. It's made two point six times its budget so far, which means Venom's now in profitability range, baby. Anything it makes from now on's money. Money. Good for Sony. Good for Sony. Good
1: for Sony. That's why we get Morbius and Madame Web. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I hate that anger. I'm curious
0: because there's no way it reaches the worldwide number just mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, but I know it just opened in some Asian markets, and it did very well over there, and I think it might even make more domestically than the last one did in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I really think it will. Let's get to No Time to Die. This you, is just something that I thought was fun to break down.
1: Do you think not in a pandemic because the first one made 800 blah blah blah. You think that movie breaks breaks a billion?
0: If we're not in the pandemic? Yeah. Easy. Not easy, but I think it barely it get, gets it. It gets close, mm-hmm. like
1: it's like just over. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Makes me happy. Me too. Uh No Time to Die domestically has made 99 million dollars. So Tomorrow, it will be over $100 million. Mm -hmm. Worldwide, it's made $447 million worldwide. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But its budget is $250 million. Yeah. It's made 1.8 times its budget. So it's still got got a... It's got a while to go. But from what I've heard, with how much much pushes it's had, which costs money, Mm -hmm. and how much marketing they've had to do because of those pushes... I forgot about that, yeah. Is that apparently this thing has to make like four times its production budget to be or three i've heard th- i've heard three and a half times
1: it's not doing that
0: no no Not even. but i do think in terms of a solid number that it's going to easily get to 500 million worldwide mm-hmm. and it's going to do pretty well in the end
1: i mean they have to i feel like you, they can't knock the movie for that yeah it's just all pandemic and having to
0: yeah it's, yeah. And it's, it's doing very well overseas, too. You
1: know what the thing is? They, I, I think their issue from a marketing standpoint was that they kept trying to market it.
0: hmm I think so, too.
1: Like, I think they should have got the definitive. I know it was always a definitive day. But once they were like, this thing's got cut for a while. hmm Just, like, stop everything and then just month and a half just. Yeah. Flood just it. Go on it, flood yeah. Flood it.
0: Yeah, that might have been a better strategy. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's not doing bad numbers-wise. It's just that budget, man. Yeah. Um, let's also look at The Last Duel this, the, kids this is where it gets sad mm-hmm. The Last Duel domestically has made about 4.7 million dollars mm-hmm. worldwide it's made about 8.9 8.9 million dollars this film's budget was according to Variety because mm-hmm. it wasn't on the website where I get the box office numbers Yeah. north of 100 million
1: What studio made this?
0: I believe I don't want to get that wrong. Let me find out for you. Mm-hmm. Um I
1: mean regardless, it's still a flop. I'm just Yeah. I'm just curious like who's 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 biting the bullet on that one?
0: 20th Century Studios, so Disney.
1: Now, oh, that'll be fine. <laughs> Was this movie ever affected delay wise with the pandemic or did they just uh, I decide don't, they're like no, I it might have been
0: delayed but i know that it was never once it had this 2021 release date yeah. it was never pushed after that now interesting interestingly a lot of the articles i've been reading on the various trades including forbes actually mm-hmm. have stated that they think a big reason for this is one lack of marketing mm-hmm. two yeah, no, two this is a movie that was tailored for more older movie goers and diehard movie fans like you and me. Yeah. And they're not going back to the theaters. 18 to 30 is killing it at the theaters. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, obviously older people feel a little bit more worried about the pandemic and going to theaters, and they're just not going. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of evidence of that, because this is the type of movie that my grandmother and my mother would have ate up, ate up. going yeah. to see. So, you know, it's... Well, we're going
1: to watch that new Matt Damon feature. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, we're going to see it tonight, ship. But yeah. still, it's sad. Maybe it can stay in the top five until the end of the year and it makes some money. Who knows? But <laughs> unlikely, be. considering Dune comes out next week. Dune Eternal. I am curious as to what Halloween's drop is going to be.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Because I have a feeling that No Time to Die might even make more than Halloween next next week? weekend. Hmm. I'm c- I'm I'm curious. We'll see. We'll see. I love the fucking <laughs> box office numbers. But, yeah, I thought that'd be interesting, and I want to segue that into um, something I want to start doing on the Tuesday edition of the show, is bringing up, right now, what are the top ten movies at the domestic and worldwide box office? Okay. Let's go domestic first. Take a gander as to what the number one domestic movie is so far. Domestically? Domestically only.
1: I'm trying to think. trying to think of what's out i'm blanking i apologize (laughs) that's all good i'm going to say that it is halloween kills
0: i'm gonna ask you the question again (laughs) what is the number one movie total domestic gross of 2021
1: oh is it shang Shang
0: chi yes shang chi shang chi with 217.8 million dollars
1: sorry you know i was thinking of this as like a week like that, a, that's yeah. what I figured yeah. after you said. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What the fuck came out?" Yeah.
0: Uh, what about number two?
1: Number two, I'm going to go with Black Widow.
0: Yes, at 183.6. Mm-hmm. That's not including the 60 million it made. Yeah. On D plus, I'm going to read the rest for time purposes. Yes. Number three was F9 at 173 million dollars. Number four, Venom 2 at 168. It might pass F9 in a couple weeks. Um, Number five, A Quiet Place Part 2 at 160. Oh, wow. Number six, Free Guy at 120. Number seven, Jungle Cruise at 116. Number eight, Godzilla vs. Kong at 100.5. Number nine, No Time to Die at 99. It will pass Godzilla vs. Kong by the end of next week. And number 10, Cruella. At eighty-six point one, it won't stay number ten. Yeah, but that that is as of the date today, which is as October nineteenth, because that's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That is the top ten domestically, and the top ten worldwide box office numbers very different. The first two are only movies that are Chinese movies. May when those are, I'm going to pronounce some of these wrong. I apologize. Uh, Ni Hao, Li Huan Ying, which made eight hundred and forty-one million dollars in China. Now, Chinese box office here or there with mm-hmm. their original movies. There are rumors that they tend to, Aha. but still, it's gonna get us banned. <laughs> Zong Jin-Hu made seven hundred and forty-one million dollars. Third place is F Nine. Good with seven fifteen point nine. That's made almost eight hundred million dollars during a pandemic. That's nuts. Number four is. Tang Renji Tanan 3, I definitely said that wrong. At $699 million. Number five, Godzilla vs. Kong at 467. Number six, No Time to Die already mm-hmm. at 447. I believe it will eventually pass Godzilla vs. Kong. Number seven, Shangqin Legend of the Ten Rings at 414, and that's without a China release. Number eight, that's right, I forgot about Number eight, Black Widow at 376.9. Number 9, Free Guy at 323.2. Number 10, A Quiet Place Part 2 at
1: 297. Solid numbers. So
0: as of right now, that's how it's going. We're going to see some changes in that, obviously. Um, I don't think Eternals is going to get a Chinese release either. Really? hmm But well, Venom will. And Venom's going to make... Venom right now, Venom's number 11. I think it's going to up that list once it's in China. What happened with Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi um, had... resurfaced comments that um, Simu Lu had made that the Chinese government did not enjoy mm-hmm. um, also in the case of Eternals same thing with Chloe Zhao and comments she's made gotcha because the Chinese government tends to be shitty and
1: Marvel's like we don't care
0: yeah basically. We'll
1: make it back domestically fine, just fine. Yeah, Anything yeah. you were providing was yeah. just...
0: But that's why Spider-Man's gonna make a billion. They, oh, yeah. they show in Spider-Man.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. how from where it comes out. Oh yeah. Oh. Starts doing some...
0: Yeah. Speaking of Marvel stuff, Yes. Moving on from the box office, um, fucking Disney delayed a shit ton of movies today. Yeah. Like so many. Yeah. And it's, it's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Uh, mostly it being Marvel stuff, but also Indiana Jones, which got delayed an entire year.
1: Really? Oh, I didn't even read that one. I just read the Marvel headlines. Yeah, we're gonna,
0: we're gonna get into exactly what was moved. I'm pulling this from Variety.
1: They pushed Ant-Man Quantumania so far back that it wasn't even on lists for upcoming releases. My God. They stopped at, uh, Love and Thunder, I think. Jeez. Or no, Marvel, one of the, like... Yeah, <laughs> it cut off
0: there. Jesus John. Christ! Anyway, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was previously supposed to come out on March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, which is just a few months away. Mm-hmm. It is now coming out May sixth, so they pushed it to the summer. We good on time? Yeah.
1: Okay. The recording. No, I just meant. That. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sorry.
0: You okay? So Doctor Strange gets pushed from March to May, mm-hmm. which not bad. Not bad. Oh, and I should point out, the reason why all of these were pushed, according to Variety, is just the um, sets. They have so many things in production right now, and they're trying to stay ahead of schedule. And with COVID-19 and with the strike, like you mentioned, they just want to make sure that everything is going to go smoothly. Yeah. And while they're a little bit on, they're like right on schedule right now, they don't want to fall behind. I'm curious. And they thought that the easiest, cheapest solution is to just push everything.
1: I'm curious why Doctor Strange, because I thought that that thing was like just sitting on a shelf.
0: Well, I think it's it's just you know let's just push everything not slated for this year. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that was just the, the idea mentality. behind that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder, which was on the May date that Doctor Strange is now on, moves to July. Doctor Strange and Thor, yeah, two months after that. Good. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which was on that July date, now moves to November. Untitled Indiana Jones, which was previously dated July 29th, 2022, now comes out June 30th, 2023. My lord. Untitled Disney live action movie, previously dated July 14th, 2023, has been completely removed from the schedule. Good. The the marvels the marvels which has which had Black Panther's new date of November eleventh twenty twenty two now has February seventeenth twenty twenty three Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania which had that date now has July twenty eighth twenty twenty three and this is where it gets interesting Untitled Marvel that was on July twenty eighth twenty twenty three has been completely removed from the schedule mm-hmm. Untitled Marvel that was scheduled. October 6th, 2023, has been completely removed from the schedule. Untitled 20th Century, previously dated on 10 20 completely removed from the schedule. Untitled Marvel, dated 11 10 23, moves up to eleven three twenty-three. So basically, two Marvel movies just got pushed from the schedule entirely. Yeah. Like, removed entirely. One got moved up. I assume it's either Blade or Fantastic Four. Yeah, it makes sense. That's yeah. got to be it. The other two, I have no fucking idea what those were going to be. But either... Now, I don't know if being removed from the schedule just means they, they're they not releasing what's in 2024 yet. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just... The projects The are projects described. are dead. Because sometimes that can happen. Yeah. Hell, remember the Phase 3 announcement when they said they were going to do The Inhumans as a movie? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But yeah, lots of insane shit going on. But it's for reasons of them just wanting to not fall behind and to keep production going
1: understandable i mean what's well, a few months
0: big massive delay though what are your thoughts on disney delaying all these marvel and indiana jones movies and do you have a theory as to which 2023 movie that wasn't removed like which movie that probably is
1: uh no i mean i think it's interesting i i understand completely it probably is tied to the strikes and everything and the new schedules that people will be working and everything so i mean and from what it looks like, everything only just got pushed a couple months. It's mm-hmm. not like they're moving things years, yeah. you know. I'm
0: just pissed because we were going to get Batman and Doctor Strange in March, and now we're not. That's right. <laughs> but now we're going to get Black Adam and uh, Thor in the same month. <laughs> oh, that's going to be good. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, you know, it is... It sucks, but it's not terrible. Yeah. You know, it's... is what it is. Yeah. Uh, as for what got pushed, I have no idea what that could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean reports I was saying was aiming they were starting thinking of starting production on Fantastic Four in twenty twenty three. Yeah. So I don't know what could have been snuck in there before that. Maybe it was Deadpool three. Oh maybe. Because the Deadpools are usually always pretty modestly budgeted. Yeah. Like I feel like they could probably Film it next year and get it out. By. Yeah,
0: no, it's. But like my, what I want to know, like if I if I could talk to Kevin Feige right now, yeah, I'd be like, are they pushed to twenty twenty four? And you're just not saying gone. what's in twenty twenty four, or are they just gone? Just dead in the water. Anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I have a feeling that they were just pushed into twenty twenty four. Probably. And They're like we're not. Talking and we're about just not talking yet. about that yet.
1: So maybe they don't have release dates set for twenty twenty four. So they're yes. like they'll be in there. We're yeah. going to get release dates. I think
0: sometime next year we'll see. Oh untitled marvel movies pop up in 2024 yeah and that's probably what we'll see
1: Nah, understandable i mean
0: okay like here's the thing i just want to know what dr strange is about i want to know what dr strange is about you you have to drop fantastic four in 2024 right like you have to (laughs) yeah it it can't be 2023 like it's got to be 2024 oh yeah like you
1: can't they could make a teaser poster right now that yeah. is just a black screen yeah. and then in blue lettering twenty twenty Yeah.
0: That'd be great, right? Done. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it in April. April fourth, twenty twenty four. Four, four, four,
1: four. <laughs> That'd be good. That would be good. Or yeah, I'm oh, sh- no
0: no no. April twenty fourth, twenty
1: twenty four, four two four two four. Mm.
0: See now we're just getting ahead of ourselves, but I'm just saying it writes. I think that'd be funny. Yeah,
1: if it does come out in 2024, that's probably yeah. Yeah, Feige looked down and said, "It's November 2023." (laughs) No, 2024.
0: (laughs) Just push it now. 2024. Oh, that would be funny. John
1: Watts is like, "Give me a fucking break, please." (laughs) I just (laughs) cranked out a Spider-Man trilogy. You gotta help me out.
0: I can't face the music. (laughs) Face the music.
1: You gotta help (laughs) me
0: out. That would be funny. Kevin Feige feels like you're pushing back on me here. I need to press forward. Yes, but what do you guys think about the Disney shuffle when release date's going on? What do you think's going on? Let us know in the comments down below. We also have a bit of casting news to talk about. Ooh! In our first bit of casting news, Jacob Sapio, I believe is how you say his name, has been cast in Batgirl in an undisclosed role. Jacob Sapio was in Bad Ooh. Boys for Life. which the excuse me the directors of Batgirl made so they're gotcha. bringing him over into the cast this is an exclusive from Deadline Bad Boys for Life breakout Jacob Sapio C- is set to join Leslie Grace and Warner Brothers and DC Films Batgirl J.K. Simmons is also on board to reprise his role as Commissioner Gordon and Grace recently landed the role of Barbara Gordon Sapio's Bad Boys for Life directors Adil E.R.B. and Bilal Fala, I believe is how you say their names are helming. And then it talks about how it will be on HBO Max and it's the first of many DC movies that will be on HBO Max.
1: I have a few thoughts on this. Yes. One, I never actually saw Bad Boys for Life and I was very upset because I love those the first two movies. I haven't seen them either in the same. Uh
0: I thought you saw that one. No. You didn't see Bad Boys?
1: Oh, Kyler and Anthony did. Um, anyway. Um I don't know what the guy looks like. Okay. So I can't begin to speculate as to who he could possibly be playing. Did they have a photo of him in the article?
0: they do do you have
1: any did the article throw up any? he is a
0: young good-looking man
1: so he could be anybody who's
0: not too buff
1: okay so anybody yeah (laughs) okay um what's interesting going into that is is jk simmons confirmed yes so it is within the dceu yes which means we get more J.K.
0: Simmons, which yes. I think is pretty neat. And potentially... B- well, B- the B-
1: directors, B- did you see what they said recently? No, tell me. Uh, they said, yes, there will be a Batman in the movie to which someone said, which one? To which the directors responded, the real one. Which is a very it's vague, gotta be Ben Which is a very vague comment, but if you're telling me that J.K. Simmons... Who's his Gordon Then it's and, gotta and it's be the, It has to be Affleck right Unless they're doing that thing that you said Where they're just gonna plug Keaton
0: in and yeah. He's the real Batman Yeah they might do that I've heard some rumors they might do that with the Flash But I want it to be Affleck because Me too, I love Affleck. Me too. <laughs> And he needs to go back on Kimmel And Kimmel's like alright So you said you were directing Batman Then you came on here and you said you're no longer Batman What you gotta tell us now I'm Batman again. I'm Batman again. I've directed the movie. Oh, my God, dude. Don't even joke like
1: that. I would fucking lose it. I, You know, if you know, Ben Affleck's in a healthy space
0: mm-hmm. now. Getting that j ass that put any man in a healthy space. And, my <laughs> God. Am I wrong? And, Are you going to sit here and tell me that I'm wrong? And
1: he <laughs> seemed to enjoy it in Flash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they want to kind of sprinkle him in there, even if he's Bruce Wayne, I doubt Ben Affleck would say no to a paycheck. Yep. Especially if it's a quick cameo. Three, four days of filming. Yeah. You know, and maybe he doesn't even need to be in the bat suit. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't see why he would have any issue of it. Now, when we get into the major stuff where he's like the star, then maybe it might be different. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him and he probably doesn't even have an action scene. Maybe he's just Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But I'll take it. Yeah, I, I
0: hope so. I hope that's because I, Cause I that's think they're the gonna want to focus
1: on it being Batgirl, but it's like, how do you do Batgirl without Batman? Yeah, yeah. In some aspect. Oh wait, no, never mind. What? Batwoman is yes. Alfred's niece. Yes. Right? No. Who's Alfred? Did they just do that in Batman and Robin? I, yeah, they just did that in Batman and Robin. Oh. That's not. I was gonna say canon. I, I was gonna say I just wanted more. Uh, more Jeremy Irons, Alfred. <laughs>
0: That would be cool, but I highly doubt you're getting him back. No way. No way. Yeah, but anyway, what do you guys think about all of this? Let us know in the comments below about Jacob being cast in the movie, and who do you think he could be playing? Maybe it's some form of Robin. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Nightwing. Nightwing. That would be very cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: I wonder who the villain they're going to get for that movie is.
0: Yeah, they haven't announced that. I wonder who it is, too. A reconstructed from Blown Bits black mask from Birds of Prey. would be great. love it. I bet they go,
1: like, I bet they go pretty low tier. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get, like, a Firefly. Maybe even a Clayface.
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be cool.
1: Or, oh, no, Scarecrow. Scarecrow would be cool. Scarecrow's big enough that it's, like, two face oh, yeah, Scarecrow. Yeah. But, yeah, like, they have to find that sweet medium of not getting a huge villain, mm-hmm. but also getting a villain that people recognize, but not being like, man, why didn't we get this with Batman? Yeah, True.
0: But hey, if it's in the DCEU, you can get anyone from Suicide Squad to be in that movie. Weasel. (laughs) Yes, Weasel. Weasel. Moving on to our next story, Mm -hmm. and more casting news. um, You know how they're making the Continental series, the prequel to John Wick about young Winston? Yes. On stars for some reason. Well, they have their first major star casted in it, Mel Gibson, of Lethal Weapon fame. And he was in The Expendables 3. (laughs) Remember that?
1: My God, he was the
0: villain. Yeah, Mel, yeah. G- Mel Gibson. Yeah. All, all... And Daddy's home too, Mel Gibson. Yes. All controversy about that man aside. We're uh-huh. not we're not going to tackle that on the show. Nobody likes what he did or said. As an actor and director, talented. And clearly... Hacksaw Ridge was good. Hacksaw Ridge was good. And clearly, the people behind the Continental... Think so as well, and they put him in the show. This is an exclusive from Deadline. Mel Gibson has been set to star in The Continental, the prequel to the Keanu Reeves film series John Wick. The Continental will be presented as a three-night special event TV series produced for stars by Lionsgate Television.
1: Oh, it's like a special event. It's not even like a...
0: Yes. Huh. Here's what we know about his character. Ready? Gibson will play a character named Cormac. That's all we know.
1: i surprised he's not young Winston.
0: Yeah, right? No, Winston is... No no yeah, but he can't play young Winston because Mel Gibson is older. Winston is um Ian McShane.
1: Okay. I thought it was um who's the guy that runs the belt like the concierge.
0: Oh, that guy, yeah. I don't remember his name. That's I hope he's in the show. I hope it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No. Um No, but thoughts on Mel Gibson joining the Continental, and are you just excited for the Continental in general? It's at least a sign that the show's moving forward.
1: I'm excited for it hope it's good they're taking a swing yep with that casting to yep. try to get people feeling some way about it uh
0: yeah yeah i don't really know what else to say on that <laughs> yeah we'll see i mean you know like i said controversy aside yeah. he can bring it when he wants to
1: they definitely got that that show on people's radar. Yeah. For <laughs> they sure. definitely got a bunch of free publicity with that yeah, one.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. What do you guys think about Mo Gibson joining the Continental? And are you excited about the Continental? Let us know in the comments below. This news dropped as we were eating dinner before the show. Yes. This is some of the most exciting news I've heard in a long time. I'm really
1: excited for this.
0: Mel Brooks is one of the greatest comedic filmmakers ever. I believe he's an EGOT holder. I don't know. If I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you do that while I do this. Well, one of his movies, one of his famous comedic movies that he made in his illustrious career was History of the World Part 1. And it was a funny bit because Part 1, it was there was never going to be a Part 2. And it just makes fun of things throughout all of history, whether it be biblical, whether it be the Roman times, everything. It makes fun of everything. Well, According to Variety, History of the World Part 2 is being, turned, is being made and being turned into a series ordered at Hulu with Mel Brooks to write and executive produce. Holy shit. Uh, reading from the article, History of the World Part 1 is finally getting a Part 2 with Hulu ordering a Variety series following up to the classic Mel Brooks comedy. Variety has learned this exclusively. History of the World, Part Two, is described as a sequel to the 1981 film. The film was made up of segments set during different periods of world history. Among those were the Stone Age, Ancient Rome, and the French Revolution. Like most of Brooks' works, it also featured musical numbers, including one about the Spanish Inquisition, and of course, "quote unquote," Jews in space. <laughs> 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 this shit is so funny brooks is a writer and executive producer on the series along with nick kroll wanda sykes ike bernholtz david stassen and kevin salter that's fucking cool i didn't see that part the writer's room is beginning in october and production will start in spring of 2022 oh and it says here he's an egot winner so we got that figured yeah out. i pulled that up yes
1: he is an egot win- there's some surprising names on the egot list that i had no idea about really we could talk about that after we finish
0: this. Yes, songs, yes. Yeah. But what what are your thoughts on History of the World Part Two happening? Sold. Are you about as excited as me? Sold,
1: sold. <laughs> I I I I, don't, I, love, I have it on
0: Blu-ray. I have <laughs> History of the part, History I, of the World on Blu-ray. I
1: love Mel Brooks.
0: Yes, and that's the right answer. Honestly, I think
1: Wanda Sykes is hysterical. Yes, she is. She's not a great act, you know. Yeah. But like, man, every time she shows up in something, I I do crack up. Oh my god, especially her in Clerks Two. Oh my god, yes.
0: Oh, her little role in that. And, and
1: Nick Kroll, I know people. He could be hit or miss for some people. Mm-hmm. I typically like him. I love. Oh, hello on Broadway. Yeah, with him and John Mulaney. So I think he's a great partner with it. And I think with something as big as this news and everything, I feel like everyone's going to be given a hundred ten percent. And I'm for happy sure. Mel Brooks is doing stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome, especially happy Mel Brooks is doing stuff because he's in his nineties. I'm pretty sure. And uh, yeah, th- this is just nothing but great news I love History of the World Part 1 And the fact that we're actually getting this is something I never thought I would see In my lifetime So yeah, yeah nothing but great news Oh Mo
1: Brooks is Oh, sorry, never mind He completed it in seventy four. Oh, it doesn't tell me the year he finished Just He was 74 when he completed the he got, Which was in 2001 So
0: 20 years ago Yeah so he's 94. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting up there. Uh, but yeah, again, great news about History of the World Part 2. Oh, who were some of the surprising EGOT winners that you saw?
1: Um, where were they? Uh, Rita Moreno. Oh, really? Audrey Hepburn. Okay. Mel Brooks. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Really? Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, Tim Rice, which that name sounds familiar. Uh, Alan Menken. Uh, Barbara Streisand and John Legend.
0: John Legend.
1: John Legend has an EGOT. Interesting. He did it in what I believe to be the shortest span. Hold on. Uh, no, a Robert Lopez did it in the shortest span in 10 years. Oh, nice. Robert Good for Lopez. Robert. Robert Lopez. Won two Academy Awards for Best Original Song, 2014 Let It Go for Frozen, okay. and 2018 for Remember Me from Coco. Mm-hmm. He has an Emmy for 2021 for Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics for Agatha All Along. That's what
0: got him as EGOT?
1: <laughs> that, Good. Yeah, that's what got him as EGOT. No, Good. no, sorry. do
0: well, You said 2021.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, <laughs> primetime Emmy Grammy for Book of Mormon mm-hmm. and Frozen. Yeah. And Tony for Avenue Q and Book of Mormon. Wonderful. 10 years. Imagine getting 10. That's years.
0: insane. Uh yeah. But anyway, moving on before we get to the rumors of the round table, if you have one. Yes. Let's briefly talk about DC fandom and the cool trailers that we got. Now, overall, the fandom event was not nearly as good as it was last year even though I like the idea that they put it in just four hours, although it could have been an all-killer, no-filler event, and that's not what it was. We had some cool behind-the-scenes look at Shazam 2, at Aquaman 2, and um, I think in terms of movies, that's all we got behind-the-scenes-wise. But, well, no, we got a little bit behind-the-scenes of the Batman, but the big thing with the Batman was the trailer. We got trailers for Black Adam, The Flash, and the Batman. Yes. Yes. Holy shit, the Batman trailer was awesome.
1: Batman trailer was fantastic. Amazing.
0: Right, right from the start,
1: you can watch our reaction to yes, it you on can. our channel.
0: And The Flash, I thought, had a really good teaser. Although, I wish they would have showed us a little bit more, considering I, that movie is wrapped. But uh, I'm just being an angry fan. What I, like I wish what there was more saw. context. Yes. Yes.
1: I think that was the big thing. They gave us think.
0: Michael Keaton's voice, but they wouldn't show his goddamn face.
1: And the cow. Yeah. We did see the cow. Yep. Yeah. And And he's totally outline of the bat. And we
0: and confirm that there's two berries. Confirm
1: two berries. Confirm that we will see Keaton in the suit.
0: Yes, yes. Which was a biggie. And um, also, we got um, um, a potential hint at a dead Batfleck, which makes me very sad. I hope that's not the case. But also, Black Adam. Hell of a teaser.
1: Black Adam. Hell of a teaser. Batman won with the trailer, but man, Black Adam might be a close second in my opinion. Yeah really it was good just a scene, right? It yeah. wasn't even like really a,
0: really good little tease of what Black Adam is going to be. Can we talk about how massive <laughs> the rock, the rock was in that trailer? <laughs> he was he was quite big. He's
1: already big to begin with, but that dude
0: bulked.
1: Yeah. And if you look at that suit, there's no pay. he might as well just been in a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just massive. I, w- I would not be surprised if he just lifted that dude. Yeah. <laughs> there was no wires. He's just like, all right, Kai,
0: you're up here now. Jesus. But yeah, uh, kind of boring event, but those three stood out to me. Yes. Although I liked the behind-the-scenes like Shazam and Aquaman. I did too, yeah. They're both going to be bonkers. Yes. What did you guys think about DC fandom and those trailers? Let us know down below. And ladies and gentlemen, as we always do at the end of our shows, it is time for Rumors of the Roundtable. Nicholas take it away.
1: Welcome to Rumors of the Round Table. We actually have two coming at you this two week. Two rumors and I don't know them so fucking Two rumors coming this week. Again, these are rumors. This is all just speculation. These are not from confirmed like the, the major trades. So this is all just speculation but we do like to monitor them. Just to get them on people's radar because sometimes it's fun to talk about that stuff but we do want to emphasize that it is all strictly rumors. Uh, so the first one We have... Oops, sorry, my phone's being weird. Uh, Miss Marvel star uh, Mohan Kapoor, who I believe is playing her father, Kamala Khan's father in the show, says the Disney Plus series might
0: be released June, July of next year. Oh, really? That's late. Yeah. Considering they thought it was going to come out at the end of this year. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. so that was a neat one just to keep uh, keep an eye on. And the other one uh, kind of deals with uh, some some Marvel movie stuff, maybe stuff that got pushed. Uh, we were talking about earlier in the show that I want to keep my mouth shut for. Oh, right. Uh, well, I mentioned before that they had rumored to start production in 2023 sometime on Fantastic Four. Uh, but there was another project that I saw people speculating. Mm-hmm. That is a Nova movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which would start production in 2023,
0: which I think would be rad. I mean, it would come out 2024 or 5.
1: Yes, which could be a release date that was Mm -hmm. pushed, which is interesting. Interesting. Nova's kind of coming out of left field. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And it seems like that would be built up, but I was kind of never expecting that. And For some reason, I was imagining a Nova show Mm -hmm. before we got a movie, but I'm about it.
0: Hell yeah, Nova's yeah. the shit.
1: <laughs> Nova is the shit. So, now I actually wouldn't be surprised if we saw Nova beforehand.
0: Okay, maybe in, uh, in Thor 4 or Thor Guardians 4, 3. Thor 4,
1: Guardians 3, the Marvels. True. You know, he's up there in space. He's the last survivor of, was it Xandar, right? Because mm-hmm. He's yeah. part of that. So, that's all tied into all of those. So, I I wouldn't be surprised if we got a tease or something before that movie announcement. But, yeah,
0: that's what I got for you. I like those rumors. Yeah. Uh, the first one, I don't know. I have a feeling, and, you know, here I am talking, like, no, the actor who's in the show isn't correct. Yeah. But I have a feeling we're going to get Miss Marvel sooner than that, unless they yeah. made some sort of deal with maybe Disney Star Wars that they won't put any shows first quarter of mm-hmm. the year. But they did WandaVision in January, so I don't know why they wouldn't. And if that show's done, fucking release it. Yep. <laughs> you know? Um. So we'll see about that As for the Nova movie I hope so Yeah Because I love Nova And I Wouldn't surprise me If that's true And I hope it is Correct It's not a whole lot of insight It's just How I feel That's <laughs> just your thoughts
1: Yeah Thank yeah. you
0: for bringing Those rumors to the round table That's why I'm here Yes Absolutely <laughs> sir uh, Anything else you wanted To add to today's show No Wonderful. Well, guys, you can look in the description to find our short film, The Local, both on Apple TV and Google Play Store. You can also find the Movie Night social media there. Eventually, I'll put our personal ones in there, too. Mm-hmm. Why not? It'd be fun. I'm not
1: active on them, but <laughs> yeah. I'm always watching.
0: Yes. Um, also, our last two shows in October... Which I don't know the exact dates for, whatever the last Monday and Thursday in October is, mm-hmm. we're going to be ranking our top 20 favorite horror movies. And let me tell you, this has been hard as shit to do. Very difficult. Because there are so many good, like when I made my initial list of just like, oh, here's horror movies I like, I had like over 40 movies on there. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck, I'm, how am I going to get this to 20? So look forward to that. And um, thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll see you next time.